people assume that if you have a different hairstyle or whatever, that there is confidence. Mm -hmm. And so therefore they feel like, oh, I'm not going to offend this person. I'm not going to make them feel uncomfortable because they've already put themselves out there a little bit. Like they've Uh already kind of made a statement. And it's interesting to me because I will get guys that say, will give me a compliment and they're like, oh, I'm sorry if that's offensive. And I'm like, no, like, thank you. I appreciate that. What's up, everybody? This is Matt here with the Husband-in-Law Podcast. This is where we share our stories of love, ex-love, marriage, ex-marriage, divorce, ex-divorce, and coming out of a closet that needed to be opened, and so much more. This podcast is for those who are looking to up their relationship game by understanding first yourself, and then others, like your wife, your husband, and your wife's ex-husband, on a whole new level. Welcome to the Husband-in-Law Podcast. Let's get this party started. So I had an interesting experience at work this week. Should I share this? Yeah. What is it? I think this is what I was going to actually start the episode with anyways. So we have a guest at the hotel who is a vet who got federal funding through this program that finds housing for vets. So they were prepaid for two months. Was this last week we had a conversation about, I think, the same guy? And you were like, I think this is so cool that there's... Yeah, I was all excited that there's this awesome program and it's helping people out that have served our country. And I think it's great. And it's a win-win for us because it gets people in for a month or two at a time. And it's revenue and we desperately need revenue. Well, the other day, one of my housekeepers goes in to clean his room and he makes her incredibly uncomfortable. So she asked... One of my chief engine, my my maintenance guy to go in the room with her. Just like, dude, he's looking at me weird. He's making me really uncomfortable. Will you come in while I finish this room? Which he did. They finished the room, moved on their way. Well, two days ago, he makes a comment to her in the hallway. She's speaking Spanish. And he says something along the lines of, this is Idaho. Learn some freaking English. And she says, I speak English. She's from Nampa, for crying out loud. Born and raised. (laughs) Like... Just east of Boise, west of Boise, but speak Spanish. Yeah. And so she comes down and he like yells some profan, says some profanities to her and moves on. So she comes down to the lobby and where I happen to be interviewing someone at that moment in Spanish. I find that piece very ironic. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm interviewing a woman in Spanish, offering her a job when she comes in and I can tell she's like visibly upset and shaken. So I leave the interview to go find out what happened. And I see the guy leaving. So. She tells me what he said. So I call up and I say, hey, I understand you just had an interaction with a member of my staff. Tell me what, what went on. And, and she said, or he says, well, maybe she overheard something. And I said, what would she overheard? And he tells me what he said. And I said, that is incredibly racist. And that's harassment. And I'm not going to tolerate that. You do not get to harass my staff and stay on this property. You need to pack your things and leave. And he's like, dude, I'm prepaid for two months. And I'm like, I don't care. You just broke your lease. You're completely disrespectful. You're out. He comes down to the desk and wants to talk to me. So I so go was up. this conversation over the phone? This was over the phone. I called okay. up to his room. Then he comes down to the desk, demands to talk to my manager, which I say, I'm happy to give you that number, but it is not going to change things. You need to leave today. You are not welcome on this property anymore. So he gets in my face and calls me a <laughs> over and over and over, like yelling it. So I said, dude, you can either get your stuff and go. Well, first of all, I told him some other things that <laughs> I don't think I've ever yelled at a guest until this point, but I responded in kind. I yelled and I told him to get his ass out of my hotel now. 
Holy and God. when he refused and said, I'm not listening to you, you can't make me leave. I said, oh fine, God. the cops will be here in 15 minutes and they will make you leave, which they were. And they did. And he left. That's crazy. Yeah. Producers are going to need to edit a lot of that, please. <laughs> <laughs> Just the F-bombs. Yeah. But um, really interesting. Interaction. Yeah. That just really left me thinking, like, this guy who clearly is in a position. Like, first of all, under no circumstances does anyone get to talk to someone the way he spoke to her or the way he spoke to me. Yeah. It's not Completely okay. unacceptable. Yeah. But clearly we live in a time and where that is becoming a thing again, it seems like, where people feel like they have permission to do that again. And maybe they always have. I don't know. I think but... it's, they always have. Okay. Maybe I, so. But We just haven't experienced it. Yeah. But now I'm, like, all fired up again. <laughs> Just recounting the story. But it's so strange to me that he is in a position where he desperately needs help, clearly. He right. was, as far as I can tell from based on this program, unemployed and without housing, homeless. So for someone in that position to be judging someone who is there cleaning his room and well, I don't know, totally I just completely disrespectful to somebody who is helping him out. Exactly. And yeah, that's crazy. It blows my mind. And it's tough because people in that, that situation will forever be in that situation. Like, how do we help them? Yeah, if they're not willing to help themselves, is right. kind of what you're saying. Because if he's willing to treat people like that, he's never going to get out of that situation. He obviously has this huge wallop of not wanting to change anything in his own life. Right. I was so upset when you sent that to me. Like, just furious. Yeah, she showed it. <laughs> I showed it to Matt and... I mean, it. I guess it's just, I knew these things happened, of well, the, course, I understand that, but they don't happen to my family, you know? And that's always mm -hmm. the thing, right, that you think of in life is it doesn't happen to us. It's not going to happen to Steve, even though we've thought about it happening to Penny. I haven't heard you tell me that this has ever happened. Have you ever had anybody was, do this to you? I was trying to think back to, I mean, I've had people call me a faggot or say something like, where was the first time? Do you remember the first time you were ever called a name like that? That's, I mean, obviously being called a faggot, like that's very derogatory. Yeah. Just very offensive. I don't think it's happened very often. And usually it's just something real quick in passing. Like, I don't know. I've never had someone get in my face. And I don't know. I really can't think of very many times that something like that has happened. It's been very. That's good. And far between. Yeah. Thank goodness. Because. Yeah, that was the first like, question. Well, when Jessica showed it to me, she's like, I don't know if this has ever happened to Steve where he's been called something this derogatory. Like where it's been in your face like this. Because yeah. I don't remember hearing about yeah, it. Never, never, never to this degree. And then means. I thought maybe he's just never told me. And then I was all sad. <laughs> <laughs> so look, concerned. looking back at this experience, Steve, like what would there have been anything you would have changed in that moment? No. <laughs> I really don't think there would be. I don't know. Yeah. I, I have never, like I said, I've told guests that they have to leave. Right. I've done it one other time when there was racism. I told the guest that he needs to get out, but I'm not going to entertain that. Right. Different, different story, different scenario, but racism against a member of my staff when we had refugees. Very similar situation, but but I've never legit yelled at a guest and told them to get out of the hotel. <laughs> <laughs> But I don't regret it. Like, he needed to get the f*** out of the hotel. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you're getting to the point where you're insulting multiple people at the hotel, there's just no tolerance for that. And the good thing there that came, be came of no it tolerance. was 
there were there was a lot of, a lot of my staff was hearing this and of course like rallied around me real quick like it's a good thing my boss wasn't there oh he would have lost it he would have freaking thrown down yeah <laughs> even i can see him totally losing it but my point was it led to some really good discussion with the staff afterwards where i teach my staff that you know someone made the comment that the customer is always right and i said the customer is always right unless they're an ignorant asshole and then or they're just plain wrong, yeah. and we will not tolerate it. I'm sorry, I keep swearing so much. I need to change this for our <laughs> recording, but I'm just like, no, there is a line, and when a guest crosses that line, yeah. customer service is out the window. Yeah. Well, it's, it's and they are no longer welcome on property, and I don't care who you are and what your status is with the brand and what you paid. I don't care. You do not get to disrespect yeah. other human beings and stay on property. You're gone. Right. Well, and it shows your staff that you care about them yeah, and that you you've got their back, their back and yeah. that's hugely important. Right. I mean, it's important for people to know that they're valued, especially, right. I mean, that's huge in your job to know that you're seen and you're heard and that you're not going to be treated like that mm-hmm. when so many people are treated like that by their bosses or mm-hmm. other people. I mean, that's a big deal. Right. Well, it's like that lady that I saw the other day that worked with you 15 years ago or whatever yeah. when we first got married. Yeah. And she was telling me how she still raves about Steve and how you've just never seen a better, what were you at the time, housekeeping manager. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and that you changed her life. Like you made this huge impact on her. And it was so sweet to hear her talk about that. Life, but... That's basically what she told me. Like it was like this amazing experience to work with you and see how much you cared for people and i just loved it it made me so happy that it was like that you've always been like that and that's that's hugely important that's what people want is to feel valued and when you can give them that it it changes people yep and especially your staff like yeah if your staff can feel the value that you really respect them and they're you're gonna have their back first like that's huge it really is so, yeah, that sucks that you had to go through that, though. That crazy. It's left me thinking for days now. Yeah. And that was exactly, I was like, all right, I'm going to ask Steve at the beginning of this episode, if this has ever happened before, what your thoughts and feelings were after that. And, yeah, and the only times I can think of were just like someone in passing or just yeah. like. Threw it out there. Yeah. And never in a way. That like, like walking down the street? Yeah. Man, people are like. When I'm like driving in my convertible, if someone will yell it out the window every once in a while, now and again, I just like give them a wave. <laughs> well, like, how do you make that assumption that they see you? Like, I can't imagine well, assuming thing, that though, just like, from seeing you in your convertible. I mean, I would guess people assume I'm gay. I don't know. I don't. I make zero attempt to act not gay or. <laughs> To be anything I mean, but yourself. I mean, I am gay. If I'm really being myself and presenting myself the way I am, that might come across. Like, Yeah. I, but it's not going to to everybody. No, yeah. it's not. And not that... It's not like you have a pride to like. Yeah, it's not like I'm <laughs> all flamboyant and like... Yeah. You know, I don't know. I, I don't even know what it is that, You're just that gives off that vibe. But like... Yeah. But the point is, if someone picks up on the fact that I'm gay, like... Because you're driving a cute white convertible. <laughs> right. With your top down. I mean, that's, yeah, it's just <laughs> stereo. If, if someone thinks or figures out that I'm gay, it's like, there must be some stereotype that I'm meeting in their mind of what a gay guy is. But, like, it's not that's not well, insulting to me if someone... No. Uh-uh. I am gay, and I'm living life the way I want to live it. And 
well, if that comes across in a way that lets people know I'm gay, like props to me for being authentic and coming across the way I really <laughs> am. Is that kind of how I view it? Well, we had an interesting conversation last week at dinner where you have this friend who's not gay, but he hangs around you. <laughs> oh, yeah. And people treat him differently because he hangs around you. Right. So they whenever assume he's gay. Yeah, whenever we're together, so people think scenario. we're a couple. <laughs> My straight friend. Yeah, it's too funny. And he's like, man, people treat me so differently yeah. if they think I'm gay, but I'm not. Initially, I, I would correct people. I'm just like, but he told me, he's like, dude. Dude, let it, let it play out because this fascinates me. He's like, this is like my little social experiment now that whenever I'm with you, people assume I'm gay and they treat me so differently. And he's like, it blows my mind how if in someone else's mind I'm gay, I am suddenly approachable. Suddenly whatever thoughts are on their mind, they can verbalize. I get compliments about my hair, my style, my whatever. He's like... Because he's like, of the assumption that he is gay. Now, if he was walking with his female friends, he wouldn't be approached this way. I don't know. I Most guess, likely, I mean, no. I guess not. Cause... Most likely, no, because in our, I'll play this out in my head. Like, if I see a guy like this walking with his female friends, I would think, okay, one of them has to be his girlfriend. So, therefore, I don't want to make an awkward conversation. But is it awkward? Like, this is, this is me playing out the scenario in my own head and figuring out, like, whoa, I got some barriers that I need to break down and false beliefs that I need to break down that, in all reality, like, we should be treating everybody equally. Right. But, we should feel but, willing to talk to people even if they're not gay. Right. <laughs> yeah, or even if, yeah. So let me ask you this, Matt. If someone, like, a stranger... Does that ever happen to you where a stranger compliments you on something or like, I, I don't know. I'm trying to think of what scenarios would apply here. But I don't know. I guess the one that he mentioned was he said, I've gotten more compliments on my clothes and my style when I'm with you than I've ever gotten in my entire life from strangers. Yeah. <laughs> like, have you ever had that happen? No. I'm just trying to think of like, I don't, like would maybe, you ever. I don't have good style. Though. I guess the question is for anyone listening, like, would you say, do you feel more comfortable like verbalizing a compliment or whatever fleeting thoughts about a gay stranger versus a gay straight, or I mean, a, 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 straight, a gay straight a, person. <laughs> sorry, a straight stranger. I know I worded that really weird, but I hope yeah. you get what I'm asking. I mean, it makes sense. Like, I didn't realize that that was a thing until he pointed it out to me. Yeah. But I guess also a few weeks prior, I was at one of our sister properties, another hotel that I am affiliated with, but don't like oversee or anything, but they know who I am and I know handful of them are but one of them when i walk in the front door one of them says steve you're just freaking adorable <laughs> and i was like oh thanks you and wouldn't say it. that to a straight guy and then she walked away with another one of her coworkers and rounded the corner and i happened to be heading the same direction and they didn't know i was right behind them because i was uh -huh. and she said isn't it great that you can tell a gay man how cute he looks but you would never say that to a straight guy that is so why? interesting yeah why and that was just funny to me i like laughed to myself is again they didn't know i was hearing that but is it because like a straight, like in the straight man stereotype, they have to be all macho. See, and that's what I wondered is like, like if a straight guy is adorable, and and that they and like she said it, or something? like like how would that be taken? Yeah, because clearly she in her mind is saying, I mean, she verbalized it. You couldn't tell a straight guy he looks adorable. But can you tell him he's handsome? 
And I don't know. Or that maybe, he looks cute. Or maybe, I don't know if maybe that she thinks she can't do that because it would be taken the wrong way, like she's hitting on him. Yeah. Or that he wouldn't that he wouldn't appreciate the compliment because he doesn't want to look adorable. He wants to look, I don't know, macho or something. I don't know. I'm just trying so, to think through, like, why I should ask her. Why yeah. does she think that? I feel like I get a lot of compliments or people reaching out to me because of my hair. Mm-hmm. Because it... I think it like opens this door of not being. And this is before and after. This is even before it was shaved. I remember when Matt and I first started dating, Uh he would always like we were dating for a month or so. And he's like, why does everybody come up to you and talk to you about your hair? And all of these women are like, Uh, I wish that I could do that. I've always wanted to. And they say all these things. And he's like, why don't people just do this? But it's like it opens this door to people to approach me. Yeah. And so I wonder if it's Steve if it's just that. Well, Jessica can finish hers. <laughs> like that difference of you're putting yourself out there. There's something a little different about you, uh-huh. and so it just makes people a little more comfortable with approaching you. Okay, and that's exactly what I was going to say because that I can relate to. I know I have, like, on a regular basis, I'll think, "Oh my gosh, her hair is amazing." I know I have verbalized it far more often when it happens to be like a very non-traditional, short, spunky bold kind of haircut i feel more comfortable verbalizing that versus if it's like a more traditional like do you know what i'm saying yeah yeah there there must be something about and i guess i'm seeing that myself now that's the common factor there is when someone is doing something that is bold and takes confidence and is i don't know how do you describe this and honestly i think there? it's just the confidence level because People assume that if you have a different hairstyle or whatever, that there is confidence. Mm -hmm. And so therefore, they feel like, oh, I'm not going to offend this person. I'm not going to make them feel uncomfortable because they've already put themselves out there a little bit. Like they've Uh already kind of made a statement. And it's interesting to me because I will get guys that say, will give me a compliment. And they're like, oh, I'm sorry if that's offensive. And I'm like, no, like, thank you. I appreciate that. Uh But then men also feel like, oh, I can't compliment a woman because then she's going to think I'm hitting on her. Or then See, she's and I even relate this. to that. Yeah. Okay. And I've told you this before. You and I have had this conversation where I've said, no, always compliment them. Uh-huh. Most of the time, if you just say, hey, you look amazing, most women are going to be like, thank you. Like, <laughs> I appreciate that. As long as you're not uh-huh. then following it up with like some, like following them around a store or being creepy <laughs> or something. But <laughs> for the most part... And I've had both of those experiences where it's been just some person that's like, you look amazing. And then other times when somebody said something and then I've noticed them kind of like in the background and that's just reality of it. You just got to pay attention. But I don't know. I think it it is. Well, I will say I have shied away from scenarios where or like maybe felt uncomfortable afterwards after verbalizing something like that when I have then thought, oh, my gosh, she thinks I'm hitting on her. Yeah. And then I'm just like, shoot, I shouldn't have said that. That's awkward. And then I almost feel like I have to be like, but I'm gay. <laughs> <laughs> you look amazing today, but I'm gay. <laughs> uh, so I just, weird. I, yeah, I feel like we should be more comfortable with telling people yeah. compliments, like giving yeah. people compliments. And honestly, we need to be better about accepting them. I remember as a kid being taught, like at school, that when you're given a compliment, you should say thank you and then follow it up with something about what they said. So like when people tell me, oh my gosh, I love your hair. Oftentimes I'll be like, thank you. I love it too. Or it makes me happy or something about that thing that owns it so that people realize 
I wasn't offended or it wasn't weird or uh-huh. whatever. But instead that of that- makes it flow. And- yes. Because so often we get a compliment and then we say- You oh, well, it. Yeah. Oh, I hate my hair today. Yeah. Oh, I, it looks awful or oh- you know, whatever. Oh, and, I didn't even and do sometimes it today. I've said, Oh yeah, I didn't I, I say that a lot. I didn't even do it today. And I'm like, but that's why I love it. And uh-huh. so that's what I'll follow it up with if I find myself like regressing into that. And that is why I love it, is because I didn't do it today and I still mm-hmm. like how it looks. Anyways, it's just an interesting thing for both the giver and the receiver of compliments that we should be more aware of. Yeah. Give more compliments. I always figure if you think it if you think, hey, that chick is rocking that outfit, tell yeah. her. Yeah. <laughs> Or that guy looks good. Like on our rafting trip yesterday, one of the girls said to the guy on the side of the river, hey, I'm loving your hair. I love your hair. And he was like, thanks. <laughs> sure, it made a stay. I don't know. But that is so interesting. Mm-hmm. But see, I feel like if I made a comment on a outfit that a woman was wearing that I thought was cute, like I'm now looked at as a you predator. Pig. You pig. <laughs> but this is your own story in your head. And like, that's what we get hung up on is the story in our head because Steve was confident in saying it. And then the story in his head was like, oh my gosh, now she's going oh to think gosh, I'm hitting yeah, on her. Well, I have to tell her I'm gay. So do I have to say, oh, that, that outfit looks so cute. Don't worry. I'm married. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, that's the thing. That's is, more awkward. <laughs> that is more awkward. And that's the thing is you don't have to, you don't have to say anything. Just say it, smile, and, move and walk on. away. Yeah. <laughs> it's when you like keep engaging that it uh-huh. starts getting weird. Yeah. Unless it's yeah. like a natural thing. Where they're like, oh my gosh, thank you. I don't know, whatever. But you make it more awkward by... Being uh, awkward. <laughs> yes, by being awkward. <laughs> See, now, now I'm thinking of times too where when I've been out in my Speedo <laughs> on my paddleboard or whatever, I'll get comments like people feel like... See, that's, that's, that's the same factor, a confidence thing. Yeah. People feel like if I'm confident enough to be out in a speedo. on my paddleboard in my Speedo, that therefore... They can say stuff. They can say stuff. <laughs> <laughs> oh, funny. It is. It's true. I th- I feel like what you put out there, and you hear this all the time, is what you get back. So if you are going out there being confidently yourself, a lot of times that comes back and people say more things to you. People engage mm. more easily with you. That's how I felt most of my life. <laughs> but that's interesting. Not to get off on a tangent. <laughs> I think it was a good conversation. Yeah, I really was. felt like that first, I mean, that conversation that started all of this was really one to have of how often have you experienced this and how often have people been mean to you and yeah. I need to go punch them in the face. It's kind of like I get texts <laughs> you know from how Steve many, do you know how many people, people are mean to me. said that same thing to me. Yeah. Did you know how many, how many people offered to go to find that guy and punch him in the face? <laughs> Which I loved. I loved how many people... Where as soon as they heard about Violence it. Violence isn't the answer, in- <laughs> No, and it's right. not that we but, really want to do that. My point is I loved how many people at work were immediately Had like, your back. at my side, physically, like tons of them came to the hotel within 10 minutes of this happening, heard about it, and were just like, I will freaking punch that guy for you if I have to. <laughs> it's nice to know that people are in my corner. Well, and I just assume there are more people out there that are good than bad. Like there are more people out there that have your back and are supporting you than aren't. And I think sometimes we forget that and it's just a good reminder of, yeah, there's this one jerk who got in my face and got me all riled up, but there's so many other people that 
aren't that way. The majority of people are good, right? Yeah. That's what I choose to believe. I think so. <laughs> I do too. Firmly believe that. <laughs> What's on our docket today? <laughs> well, I'm wondering what we should dive into at this point. The next thing I have is when I... <laughs> Remember where we left off. I dyed my hair flame red. So we'd left off like things were rough with Matt and I over Valentine's Day. I feel like this is just dragging out. <laughs> but here's the deal. I, say, I feel like we leave off every episode with things, things are, are rough, rough between you two. <laughs> <laughs> no, but so I... No, but so... This yeah, is my way of processing things. This is what I think it's funny is, is in processing this during that time is I... You control what you can control, right? When you, things you, are hard... You do things to control what you can okay. control. And so I went and dyed my hair flame red. And Matt came home from work, opens the front door and goes, what the hell did you do to your hair? <laughs> it was like fire engine red. It was red. I loved it. Like Ariel. <laughs> Except that it's super short and spiky, so it did not look like Ariel's hair. <laughs> <laughs> I'm picturing this record album. From my that my parents have from my childhood. I think it's Cindy Lauper. She's wearing like nine inch platform shoes <laughs> and a jumpsuit with a flipped collar and spiky bright red hair. <laughs> you that was like, me. You kind of look like Cindy Lauper. <laughs> but do you know how many times you said to me, because you changed your hair a lot in this time frame. I always change my and hair you, a lot. Yes, but... but particularly in this time frame. And you said to me, like, I don't know if it was the red hair or which hair, but I'd just be like, oh, new hair, huh? And you're like, Something had to change. <laughs> Something has to change. And I told Matt it was either that or a tattoo. Something yeah, has you, to change. You very much, when you needed change and you felt like you couldn't control some of the things that you wanted to change, such as your Sometimes. relationship or aspects of it, that you changed your hair instead. Sometimes how I express myself. I think it was me, and I put this in a post this week, actually, there were things that I did to remind myself of who I was and that I was very much my own person and I was still a value and I was still out there doing what I wanted to do, even though things were hard. So I think that was where it came from. We also that during this time, we went to your cousin's wedding in Blackfoot and yep. I puked all night before the wedding and then went to the wedding. I don't know why I remember that so well, but that was rough. And I have my flaming red hair. These were like the first probably times I met your extended family, actually, was with this flaming red hair. And I remember you were like, yeah, it's red. <laughs> like every time we met somebody. <laughs> Matt doesn't usually comment on your hair, right? No. Matt? No. For good or bad. Because I know all the time, <laughs> I asked you a few times, and I know everyone always asks you, what does Matt think of your hair? Everybody always asks me, what, what does Matt think of your hair? And I'm like... First of all, I don't care that much. And secondly, he's always been very supportive. In fact, the time I tried to grow it out, you were like, just leave it short. I like it short. I'm like, oh, okay, good. Because my friend tried to convince me that you liked it long, that you really secretly wanted me to have long hair. Secretly. Secretly, you wanted me to have long hair. <laughs> oh. And now my hair's shorter than his. I don't ever remember telling so take that, secret Matt. to anybody take that I that. really wanted your hair long. <laughs> yeah, Matt. Did you? No. No. Oh. No, he's never hinted that I should grow my hair out. I've always liked the <laughs> fact that you've done what you want with your hair without ever considering what you're. Yeah. And it's not that I just don't care what you guys it. think. 
because well, I'm your husband. I know, but at one point he was, and I did the same thing to him. I didn't care what he thought either. And so it wasn't just that. It was just, it's who I am and it's the way I express myself. And, and you really are confident in that way. Like, I love it. a time it. or two that I've given you crap for what you did to your hair. Oh, yeah. Because sometimes I really like what you do to hair to your hair but other times probably flipped you off (laughs) yeah it doesn't seem like it phased you in the least even if i was like totally no if i like it i don't care there is also well um, so my mentality and my thought processes on whatever she does with her hair is her own thing right like who am i to say right like that's that's hers just like this hair on my head is mine (laughs) And I want you guys, like, I want him. Although the, the hair on my neck, she has a definite opinion about. <laughs> I just want you to look clean, sh- like, touched up and, See, that's like, the professional. definite opinion. I'm taking care of you to make sure you look your best. He can have an opinion about my neck hair. That's you, fine You can come me. get it lasered with me, Matt. Okay. <laughs> I'm almost done getting my neck hair lasered. That's a good plan. Didn't I work. didn't think about getting my neck hair lasered. I've done nine rounds and it hasn't worked. I would have never thought to get my neck hair lasered. No, you have. You're welcome. <laughs> I had something the, else the on the other hair topic. What hair thing, since we're on hair, after Steve and I got divorced, one of the stupidest things people said to me, <laughs> and it was more than one person that said this, was like, oh, that's why you kept your hair when short. They found when they found out that I Steve's had gay. come out, yeah. Because I must be trying to make myself look like a man to satisfy my husband, <laughs> who's gay. I had gay guys say that to me, too. Like, oh, now I know why your wife was a little a little more, like, butch or had short hair. or. And I was just like, dude, I would not at all describe, like, there's nothing. I don't know. I, I wouldn't consider I myself see you as masculine. masculine yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, so, everyone's got some masculine traits and some feminine of course. traits. But I really, like, I really don't. I'm pretty feminine. You're, yes, you're, you're <laughs> always 100% woman to me. <laughs> yeah. I thought, always thought that was an interesting comment people yeah, made. But Steve, when you were married to Jessica, did she ever shave her head? No. <laughs> so I guess that means I must be gay. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm trying to look more masculine for you. <laughs> and you must be into you must be into you bald guys. Ridiculous, ridiculous this. Yeah. It, and that's the thing is people say stupid stuff <laughs> in all situations. Like yeah. Are you kidding me? Like but, but I mean, whatever. I get it. People are trying to make sense of a scenario yes. that just makes zero sense. It to makes them. zero I get sense. That. Yeah. Like, how did gay Steve and Great, Jessica, stay married for seven years. Oh, this explains it. (laughs) (laughs) Jessica tried to be a guy for Steve. (laughs) Okay, back to your red, flaming red hair. Anything else? (laughs) (laughs) I am actually going to tie in something real quick. So if you guys are interested, so I, I firmly believe Steve said, you know, being bold with your hair, whatever. I, I honestly don't believe that being bold is part of, you should be who you want to be. Like exactly. being bold is just showing up true to who you are. It doesn't mean that you're loud. It doesn't mean that you have weird hair like me. It doesn't mean that you're doing all these things, but it means that you're showing up the way you want to show up and that you understand yourself enough to do that. And if you're interested in finding out how to do that, 
and do more of that, you should come join. Jessica's got a course. <laughs> I've got a course. And some red hair dye. And some red hair dye. And roll today and get some free red hair dye. <laughs> roll today. Jessica will dye your hair rainbow. No, but um, <laughs> if you are interested in figuring out more about yourself and how to show up more authentically and not worry about what other people think, join my course. It how did is, your first go round go? It's been really first. good. So going into, I mean, by the time this drops, it will be done. But the first round has been so great. I got this message from one of the girls yesterday that's in it just saying. Because it's not done yet, right? No. So next week will be the end of the week. At, okay. or, the end of and the session. The end of the session. And honestly, they're at different points throughout the course. It's just mm-hmm. I provide six weeks worth of material. They have access to it and they can do it on their own pace. And there's some deep stuff we get into. So. I understand that it's probably well, not going to just take that you get six into. weeks. So we really evaluate trying to understand who you are so that you know how to show up. So we've been getting into, this has been interesting to me. A lot of these women, and it is all women at this point, didn't know what brings them joy. Interesting. Like they could not pinpoint things that bring them joy right now. Like things that sure make them happy or whatever they enjoy doing, but things that like they they lose themselves in that Mm. you start doing and you don't want to stop because you're just loving it so much or that you wake up excited to do every day. Things like that, that's been a hard one for more than half of the women is to identify those things. And partially because that changes as you go throughout your life, like different seasons that you're at, where you find joy changes. And it's also... We we add more and more and more layers of responsibility yes. and distraction and yeah. expectations and yeah, it's probably easy to lose our passion. And sometimes or... I think you think what you're responsible for mm-hmm. or what those responsibilities are should bring you joy, and they don't necessarily. <laughs> and so you have to find joy outside of that. I love this expectation that like your career should bring, bring you joy. joy. <laughs> yeah, my career requires bringing a paycheck. <laughs> I'll find my joy outside of work. And that's the thing is, if it doesn't, then you do need to find something else that brings you joy. But it's like Matt and I were just talking last night in bed (laughs) and how I am like so content just to stay home now and like dive into helping people. Like that's what I'm doing right now is helping people find themselves and be bold in a way that works for them. And that's what I want to do. That's what sets me on fire. That's Mm -hmm. what I lose myself doing every day It's because I love it. Yeah, I remember when you shared the experience that this individual is having right now and figuring out what makes them have joy in their life. Like yeah. yesterday, you shared that with me and it was, you had joy on your face yeah. of this makes me so happy that she figured this out and that the, she's taking action she's taking in her action. life to, I mean, to the point where they're putting their house up for sale and like moving and building really? a house and like yes. just... Because they came to this point and figured out, like, we're not having joy right now. And they, meaning her and her Her and her husband, like, they're going through different things and trying to figure things out. And part of it is that she's just not happy. But the coolest thing is that she was obviously working through this directly with her husband. Yeah, that's that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's rad. Yeah. So... So that's one of the main things that surprised me that we get into is that this joy topic has been so hard for people to identify. So and going back it. to your flaming red hair, <laughs> did that bring you joy? It did. Why? In what way? You know, there's something about 
changing my hair that like sets me on fire. Like it gets me excited and reminds me who I am. Like it doesn't matter what my hair looks like. I can have fun with it and do all these different things. And I don't know what it is. It's so interesting. And that's part of the reason I wanted to shave it off is to figure out so if I would the, still be excited, if I still love it. Is it safe to say that the main thing that can change in, like, let's just use in the female, like, in women. The female, what, is, what does that mean? <laughs> For a female. For a female. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. I'm struggling right now with my words because I'm, this is a concept I'm trying to grasp. Like, females can usually, and what they do is they change their clothing often. Yeah. Right? And so, I mean, I don't know. Is it, am I way off on this? Like, no, typically women. Typically, women are comfortable with change in their lives in what they wear. Mm-hmm. I guess. I don't know. Maybe I'm totally off on this. I, I, <laughs> this is coming from a man who has had the same haircut since the third or second grade. Lies. It's a lot and longer I, on the sides than usual. It is longer than usual. <laughs> well, maybe I'm trying to become a little bit more bold. And grow my hair out a little bit. I like it. (laughs) It's looking good. Matt, also, I I literally buy him the same shirts every time I buy him clothes. So he has what his daughter calls work shirts. And they're literally just polo Volcom shirts. And I go on their website and order them in different colors. Exact same shirts, different colors. So he has new clothes. And that's what he's worn since we've gotten married. I would judge you, except I already disclosed before we started recording what I bought yesterday. Bought 36 same shirts. White V-neck tees. I needed 36 more. <laughs> they don't last long. I end up like four or five times after getting washed and the pits start to look gross. So I throw them away. So there's something that excites me about change and about showing up differently and in a new way. And I think it makes me a little uncomfortable well, it made me uncomfortable. I knew it did. <laughs> Every time I change my hair, I, it, it pushes me out of my comfort zone a little. But honestly, I mean, it obviously doesn't bother me much. Yeah. How much you change your hair. Yeah. It's just, I never know, like, what I'm going to come home to. I do that In regards to hair. <laughs> so I'm curious, Matt, is that something you'd like about Jessica or no? I'm indifferent. Okay. It doesn't matter to me. I think it's taken some adjustment. For me? Yeah. But I don't know that. (laughs) (laughs) We all just looked at each other. (laughs) I I was trying to figure out what I had to adjust to. (laughs) And there was a lot. (laughs) (laughs) And I didn't, didn't, wasn't sure if we wanted to start into that. No. (laughs) Anyways, it was... There are things that I think are important that you do, even during hard times, to remind yourself that you are still there, to remind yourself that you are still important and you are still the person you are, even though you're going through something hard. What were the things that I kept doing? I don't know. What did you do? I think you, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Mountain biking. Yeah. Things like that. But yeah. Kept you grounded. <laughs> what did you do, Matt? I'm curious. <laughs> now we're all trying what to think were of your what... ways of when think... you and Jessica were struggling in this case. What? What kept you? Did grounded? you do that? Did you have to do anything like what Jessica's talking about 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 how like 
<laughs> well, I struggled with that one <laughs> about how she would do certain things to like remind herself of who she is and like get herself back to being like her individual self. I think I just, I don't know. I, in other words, how did you cope during this difficult time? And you got you and Jessica. I always lose myself in work. I was going to say, I think. Is that a healthy thing for you? That's a healthy thing for me. Like, that's, that's where I can exert so much energy and thoughts and feelings in work. It seems like it is, now that I think about it. Like, it's when healthy. I hear you talk about work, Matt, like, it seems like what you were talking about, you could see on Jessica's face when she was talking about her course. Yeah. That it brought her joy. I see that in you when you talk about work. Like, yeah. I can tell it's very, it's a big sense of accomplishment for you. It's something you're very proud of. It's something you enjoy. Not, not only like work as a, like, in my business, but also like, like for example, this morning, like I got up at seven thirty. We didn't go to bed until like one. One thirty. But I'm still up at seven thirty. So Did you have a pool rave without me? No. <laughs> we couldn't fall asleep. Dang I it. couldn't fall asleep, and then he was just coming to bed at twelve thirty, and so then we just hung out and talked for a while. <laughs> Can I just say? How did I not know until yesterday that your pool has color-changing lights? <laughs> Jared made the, the joke when he came back and I, because we were all at the pool yesterday, and I had my... Shout I, out I to was, Gold Yeller. Gold Yeller. Gold Yeller. That's his Instagram name. Oh, it is? Yeah. Okay. So when Gold Yeller came back, um, and I was, I was DJ, I had my beats playing, he's like, well, we're having a rave back here. And he said, all we're missing is the color-changing lights in the pool. <laughs> and you're like, oh, we'll turn them on after dark. And I was like, what? <laughs> you have those? Steve needs to come over at yes, nighttime now so yes. you can see our color changing lights. Well, what I told Steve I was, well, the kids go to bed at 8. So <laughs> right now the sun's still up. Yeah. Well, I would enjoy that. But We need to make that happen. But what I was going to say is, like, this morning I got up and I immediately went out into the garage and the patio and the pool I just started cleaning up and working on the pool, working in the garage, like cleaning up the garage and cleaning up the patio. But that's something that I can control. Mm -hmm. And and the thing is that I think, because you asked if it was a healthy thing too. Mm -hmm. And I think, like you said, it is for Matt because it's exciting to him. And you can shut it off for the most part. Like you come home and you engage with your family (laughs) and you don't work. Most of the time, you're not working more than 40 hours a week. Like, you're working a healthy amount. Right. But, yeah. I mean, there are weeks that you're working more than that, and you go crush it, and that's fine. Yeah. So, But there is balance. But so. again, it's something that I can control. And just like Jessica can control what color her hair is. Right? <laughs> so. Matt works. I dye my hair. <laughs> <laughs> It is interesting, Matt, you and I's different views on work, though, since it's come up in this episode. Because I really have kind of just gotten to the point that I've just accepted that my career is, I mean... It gets you by. I enjoy it. It's fine. But it's not my passion. It's not what brings me joy. It's what allows me to go out and do the things that do bring me joy. And I think that that's pretty passion. normal. Yeah. But it was definitely a change of mindset for me when I had to... You know, I ended up at the smallest hotel I've ever been at tiniest little 25 year old property and that's where i'm like have settled in and i've been there seven years and where you're happy i just never would have thought that that's where i would be the happiest i always thought i wanted bigger and better and fancier but you know that beautiful beachfront resort in belize was just a huge ton of stress and headache and yeah and now my little tiny hotel here is like 
but it's very it was very much a, a change of mindset for me that like I don't want more yeah I don't want bigger I don't want more responsibility I want something that can that where I can make ends meet and where I have some spending money and where I have flexibility and time to go out and do the things that I actually enjoy just you know? huge see you know what brings you joy yep. which is good it's good so anyways I liked this episode Hopefully you did too, all you listeners. And if you're interested, my Be Bold course, we actually pushed the start date back. Start date back. We are all doing good <laughs> yeah, <we> talking. Are. <laughs> the start date got pushed back, I believe, to August 3rd. It's all the social distancing, like and- <laughs> we don't talk as much as <laughs> others. And if you're interested in signing up, there is a link in the show notes, or you can go to www.beboldcourse.com forward slash Be Bold. Awesome. Have a great week. Bye. (laughs) Hey, everyone. For the takeaway this week, we just wanted to really let you guys know that it is so important to love yourselves. We change. Our bodies change. Things change. And so we got to learn to love ourselves in a new way, no matter what phase of life. And don't let anybody tell you where you should be at or what you should be doing. You pay attention to what feels right for you. If you enjoyed today's episode, please go share it on social media. Take a screenshot, tag husband-in-law. And if you have a question, go to Apple Podcasts and put a rating and review and write the question in the review. We will be sure to answer it for you.